And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Hello, and welcome to it. What is it? Why it is Chewing the Fat. Yes, Chewing the Fat podcast with Jeff Fisher. Welcome to it. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. If you're listening live, it's June 2nd, 2020. Yes, I am in the bunker, but, you know, it's only, again, another half day. So instead of day 82, it's 81 because yesterday was another half day. Something like that. Anyway, uh, I saw an ad this morning that I think there's a new project I want. Uh, It's called Tushy. Uh, The ad was... uh, We don't even use toilet paper, just clean water and the power of Tushy. It's a modern bidet. Uh, It clips onto your toilet and transforms, according to them, transforms my health, hygiene, and life. Their ad goes on to say, imagine jumping in your shower, not turning on the water, and just using dry toilet paper to wipe down your dirty bod. People would call you crazy. So why are we doing the dirtiest part of our body? You know, our backsides. They use another word, butts. And if basic butt hygiene isn't a compelling enough reason for you to join the bidet bandwagon, think of all the green stuff money and white stuff toilet paper you'll save when you start using tushy and wash away your brown stuff i'm telling you okay the ad continues you'll use 80 percent less toilet paper when you switch to tushy and their bidets started only 79 dollars. so after a few months your tushy will pay for itself the choice is an obvious one but (laughs) the choice is yours i'm serious i think i want one they're not a sponsor on this program However, they should be. I'm happy to have Tushy as a sponsor if they want to be. But I think I'm getting their product. So I'll let you know. I I, 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 I may run out or, you know, send someone or order it online so I don't have to go out because we're still in the, you know, COVID lockdown. Kind of. Right? <laughs> So we have a lot going on, Uh, according to, well, let's just go through some quick headlines. Uh, An independent autopsy found that uh, George Floyd died from asphyxiation and his death was a homicide. I know, I'm not going to get into all the protests and all the, the, uh, the rioters and the looters. It's horrible what's going on. You know it as well as I do. Stay safe. But an independent autopsy ordered by George Floyd's family found his death was a homicide caused by asphyxia due to neck and back compression that led to a lack of blood flow to the brain. Well, uh, I would say duh to that. Now, the, uh, the county medical examiner, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner, released an updated autopsy of George Floyd ruling that he was killed while being restrained by police officers and that he had drugs in his system. The cause of death was cardiopulmonary arrest, complicating law enforcement, subdual restraint and neck compression manner of death listed as a homicide. The report also found that other significant factors, including his underlying health conditions, 
Mr. He had suffered from heart disease and that he also exhibited fentanyl intoxication and recent methamphetamine use. Does it mean anything? Does it mean anything at all? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just telling you. You know, I'm just telling you. The police officer that kneeled on his neck is in jail and the rest of them should be there as well. There. That's the protest talk. Okay. There may be a little bit more because Viacom and CBS networks, including MTV, aired nearly nine minutes of breathing sounds accompanying a screen that read, I can't breathe in tribute to George Floyd. Sony postponed its PlayStation 5 event this week, saying it wants to stand back and allow more important voices to be heard. Okay. Uh, That's it. I don't want to get... I know. I know. It's all you hear everywhere. So I, you know, I'm going to try to back away from it. Uh, There's still a lot going on. I mean, uh, we have uh, Zenga buying the Turkish mobile game maker Peak Games for $1.8 billion. The biggest acquisition ever. Uh, U.S. public companies. This is something, you know, for you traders, you stock market traders. And I know many of the Chewing the Fat listeners are very very proficient in stock market trading and uh, want to take advantage of it. Many U.S. public companies took advantage of the recent stock market rally and sold a record $60 billion in shares last month. So good for them. Look, everybody was home trading, right? I mean, when you when you got nothing to do, what are you going to do? Trade on Wall Street, right? Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. Good news, too. Not only... Do we have to worry about the COVID lockdown? Uh, a second Ebola outbreak is confirmed in the Congo. So uh, experts from the DRC, that's the Democratic Republic of the Congo, for those of you that aren't in the know, confirmed a second Ebola outbreak uh, after four people have died from the virus. Uh, six new cases of the deadly virus since May 18th. So far, it's killed the four people that uh, I just mentioned. And uh, the outbreak is uh, continuing. So they're asking for you to remain calm and continue to respect hygiene measures. That's probably a, that's a, that's a good tip uh, anytime in life. And that is to continue to respect hygiene measures. It's probably a, probably a pretty good deal. In the United Kingdom... As of 11.30 a.m. on Monday in the United Kingdom, uh, a change to a law was introduced that bans two people from different households in England gathering in an indoor private place during the coronavirus lockdown. So it bans any gathering which takes place in a public or private place indoors and consists of two or more persons where there is no reasonable excuse. Wow. The bill also adds that no person may, without reasonable excuse, stay overnight at any place other than the place where they are living. Now, that has not been... Uh, there's no exception. It's been made for couples who do not live together. Uh, meaning that I guess they could spend time together outdoors, but, uh, not inside. 
So, if you are thinking about getting together and having a little coronavirus business, I would think again if you're in the UK because uh, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, that pretty much shuts down Tinder in the UK or any of the hookup apps. You're done. I mean, you can still, you know, swipe right and swipe left. You just can't hook up unless it's in the park. I guess if you're, I guess if you're outside in the park, not you know indoors, uh, you're okay. But if you are planning on being indoors, you cannot have gatherings at all, at all. Wow. Gatherings which take place in public or private place indoors and consists of two or more persons is prohibited. And there is no reasonable excuse. Alrighty then. (laughs) Good deal in the United Kingdom makes me want to move to London. If you haven't noticed, overall cost of food... Uh, It's gone up quite a bit. Uh, According to this, uh, it has gone up uh, by the most in 46 years. Analysts cautioned that meat prices in particular could remain high as, you know, slaughterhouses struggle to maintain production levels. Okay. Uh, While price spikes in eggs and flour have kind of eased up since consumer demand has leveled off, Prices for carrots and potatoes and other produce because of transportation issues and, you know, of course, the health of the workers who pick the crops and the processing plants. Uh, So restaurant owners and customers should not expect prices to drop any time soon. So if you were thinking that those prices were going to go down a little bit, uh, think again. Uh, Not for a while. And the restaurants are saying that they are having a difficult time getting many things. And when they do get them, the prices are through the roof. So good luck. Good luck. I mean, it says here in this story that 2.6% jump in April food prices was the largest monthly increase in 46 years. Prices for meat, poultry, were rising 4.3%. Although the 2.9% jump in cereals and bakery products wasn't as steep. Oh, so that's okay. Uh, It was still the largest increase the agency has ever recorded in those cereals and bakery products. But it wasn't as steep as the other things that had gone up. So don't even worry about it. (laughs) Oh, silly little thing. It's just silly. It's just silly. Now, don't forget that we have uh, an opportunity to eat dog if if you want to complain some more. No problem, but we can. Now, I know that the Humane Society, you know, the Humane Society International, is petitioning the uh, a Chinese province to end its annual dog meat festival that takes place uh, this month. But uh, the Yulin Lychee and Dog Meat Festival, held during the summer solstice every year in the city of Yulin, uh, set to take place June 21st. 
Now, the Humane Society is intent on ending the event. Due to the abuse thousands of dogs face during the 10-day festival. Now, their petition in the past years has collected millions of signatures globally. And boy, that China has moved right on that right on that petition, haven't they? <laughs> That's all you have to do. If you want China to do something, just get a petition going and they will shut it right down. So remember, we did talk about that. Now, the China has declared, oh, I'm sorry, the agricultural ministry has declared that dogs and cats are not livestock, but the dog meat trade is not yet banned. So they banned the sale of live dogs for meat and fur, but they haven't issued any information about the dog meat festival. Now, you know, the dog meat traders are going to argue that the position is not law outlawing dog meat trade. They're just outlawing the sale of live dogs for meat and fur. But remember what we talked about. When you look at the pictures of the dogs for sale in the market in China, it's not fluffy. I know we all love fluffy and we couldn't imagine eating fluffy, but they're not fluffy. I mean, there's one picture in this story that I'm looking at now where the lady, the lady is pulling a cart of dogs <laughs> down market street. And she's got about what? One, two, three, four, five, six. She's got about 10 dogs on there. I'd say something like that. And they look all, they all look the same. They're, they're just bred to be meat. And I mean, that's what we do to cattle. That's what we do to sheep. That's what we do. To, you know, that's what we do. We breed animals to eat. And I'm telling you, if the prices are going to start going through the roof on all our other meat products, mm, 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 doesn't that dog look good? <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. And as long as we're on animals, Tiger King in the news again. This is actually amazing. Uh, the Tiger King's zoo has been given or told to be turned over full control being given to Carol Baskin. <laughs> I know from Big Cat Rescue in Tampa Bay. Incredible. A, a, a federal judge has granted Baskin and her Big Cat Rescue control of the Greater Wynwood Exotic Animal Park. That's uh, the GW Zoo. Uh, that's the Tiger King Zoo. Now, I thought that, you know, Jeff Lowe had been there taking care of the animals and running the place. But according to this, so Lowe has 120 days to vacate the property. So Baskin gets the property. According to, uh, according to this, she had sued Maldonado Passage, the Tiger King, for trademark and copyright infringements and won a million dollars in that judgment. So the judgment Monday found that ownership of the zoo was fraudulently transferred to the Tiger King's mother in an attempt to avoid paying the judgment. So, 
low has 120 days to remove all the animals from the property and go somewhere else. But it doesn't say what should happen to the animals. Now, maybe Baskin will say to Lowe, you know, we'll take the animals and, uh, you know, we'll incorporate them into our, you know, into our, uh, what's the name of her joint again? Stupid thing in Tampa. Big Cat Rescue. It's not stupid. <laughs> the Big Cat Rescue in Tampa Bay. So maybe she should just take over the whole thing and tell it. Maybe Lowe will just walk away. Or maybe, you know, they'll say, I'll sell you the animals. Or, you know, that's not what we do. And he just, well, I'll just leave them here then. They can just, you know, be on their own. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. Maybe Lowell will just, you know, throw them in trailers and take off. But uh, that's what's happening. Uh, Tiger King going down. Now, I didn't know that uh, the Tiger King has written another letter to President Trump. Not only that, I know he had his uh, Team Joe Exotic bus in D.C. not long ago, and uh, they were going to try to attempt to get President Trump to pardon Joe Exotic, and they have a huge you know, traveling bus that was in D.C. and along the side of the bus it says, President Trump, please pardon Joe Exotic. <laughs> now, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, he has been a little busy with some other issues, but it still could happen. Now, this handwritten letter from Joe Exotic, as he is in prison here in Fort Worth, Texas, he says, uh, P.S. Next to Dylan, you're my life, my fans, and my, and now they took that away. Dear fans, I am so sorry you have to get a letter like this. This prison is doing everything to keep me from talking. So they've cut me off responding to each personally by only allowing 15 letters out a week. Hell, I get 25 a day. And so my legal team will be copying this to send to you. I do get to read your letters thank you for your love your kind words and your support please keep my story alive and please keep asking our dear president to make this right and pardon me i will continue to advocate for a fair and honest justice system for years to come the world came together on its own to support the gay redneck and his husband so i know the world still has hope one nation one world be my voice love y'all joe exotic so there's a letter from joe exotic uh, to his fans and uh now he's you know got bad news today uh his mom no longer his mom only has 120 days to uh be the you know, rightful owner of the property because Carol Baskin from Big Cat Rescue gets the property. And Jeff Lowe has 120 days to get all the animals out of there. So, I don't know. He's in trouble. And he's still in prison. Sorry about that, Tiger King. Sorry about that. (laughs) 
let's go to the break room. I need a drink of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. I know, comes as a great surprise, doesn't it? Oh. Come on now. That just sounds good. Why is this company not a sponsor? I give them too much love. Too much love, that's what I do. Maybe I should stop giving them some love, but I enjoy it too much. It's kind of like it's kind of like this podcast. Like you enjoy it so much, you should be a subscriber. If you're listening to the show and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, you need to be. So choose a platform: iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whichever platform warms the little cockles of your heart. Go there, find Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, and subscribe. And that way you'll be alerted whenever the podcasts are uploaded, which is Monday through Friday and sometimes, not always, sometimes, every day, all the time, uh, you know, on Saturdays, as much as I can on Saturdays. But just subscribe to Chewing the Fat, okay? I want to thank the people who emailed me, uh, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, uh, to, uh, to say that uh, we should not give Elton John a uh, GoFundMe page. Okay, it was just a thought. I was just, you know, I was just trying to trying to maybe help the man out. As long as we're in the break room, let's talk about uh, another reason, another example to not get your DNA done. And I know it's, it seems so simple and it seems just this thing to do, but Colorado is on the forefront of this genetic genealogy uh, with their investigated plans. So a Denver woman's killing in 1970, 50 years ago, uh, they have now found uh, the killer. Betty Lee Jones, 23-year-old mother of two, went missing near her home in Denver. And... I don't know. Then the next morning, she was found dead in an embankment along a highway in Boulder County. Now, they knew that, you know, how she had been killed. And, you know, she was strangled and shot, and it was just horrible, right? So the day before, she'd been arguing with her husband, and she left their home, went outside, and tried to flag down cars to give her a ride somewhere. That's how mad she was at her husband. Wow. And think of how many 50 years, think of how he felt. Wow. So, and then, you know, the next day she's found dead. Now she was seen getting into a blue sedan going down the the street that she, that she lived on. So, and that was the last time that she'd been seen alive. The case went cold until 2006 when DNA from her body was developed into a profile and it didn't match any of the profiles uh, in the National Combined DNA Index System Database or CODIS. Now, at the time, they had six suspects, including, obviously, the husband, right? And they collected DNA on each of the suspects and nothing matched. Now... 
They submitted the DNA to a private lab, this Bode Technologies, B-O-D-E Technologies, and the FBI's genetic genealogy team, genealogy team, and it began working on the case. They started developing a family tree. Oh, that's the new technique. They, they go get at you from the outside. So using ancestry databases to build a family tree of similar DNA to an unknown suspect's DNA, several cold cases in Colorado, which we have talked about a couple, have been solved through this technique. They found... DNA of a family tree to a woman who had two sons who would have been in their 20s at the time of the murder. Only one son was living, so the investigators went and knocked on the door. He identified a third brother, Paul Martin, they didn't know about who was estranged from the family and he didn't know where he was. I don't even know if he's alive. And they confirmed that the brother's DNA was closely related. Then uh, they realized that uh, this man, Paul Martin, had died. So they exhumed his body to test his DNA and it was confirmed. He, now, he, the only thing that I mean, he didn't have any links to the family, he was just driving by in his blue Plymouth Fury sedan just driving by as this Betty Lee Jones is out on the out on the road trying to hitch a ride because she's pissed at her husband they're fighting wow so they found their killer through DNA now you know Paul Leroy Martin died last June and so I mean, did he get away with it? I guess. But not really. And if he'd have been alive, there's no way he gets away with it, right? It's been 50 years. He's thinking he got away with it. Now, as horrible as the crime is, I want to say good. Good. I wish he was still alive so we could throw his ass in jail. But looking at it from someone who you know, may or may not have cases that could come back and haunt you. You don't want somebody in your family getting a DNA test, a cousin, and then have them come at you through cousin Billy because you could be related to this. I just, I just, uh, it's, this doesn't make me feel good. Know what I'm saying? You know what else doesn't make me feel good? We found another murder hornet in Washington State. Uh, you know, remember when we found the last one? They said, ah, it was only one. I'll worry about it. It's only one, and it was dead. And so was this one. But this one was believed to be a queen. And I don't know like that. Now, he said, if, obviously, if we start finding workers, uh, we know that colonies are established. So it's possible that we have the Asian giant hornet here in this country now. Now, we got to hope that these two are just, uh, you know, random murder hornets that hitched a ride pre-COVID. 
you would hope and that you know they got into the country and then they're just flying around and they die because they got you know they got no love they got no other murder hornet business to take care of and uh so it could be an issue uh it makes me a little nervous makes me a little nervous and we still have animals attacking humans so you may want to you know take it easy we have a zookeeper now in critical condition because uh the zookeeper was mauled by lions now this is in australia but i never said i mean this is worldwide covid you know, the coronavirus uh is making these animals realize that you know they're that we are oh, those are just humans we can attack them anytime we want no no you can't okay we are the people in charge not you but uh apparently the lions at the zoo uh were not happy with the lady and uh they took her down she's in stable condition they didn't kill her but they did make her aware that they were that they were a little pissed i don't know if she fed them some bad meat i don't know maybe she had dog meat from china i don't know it doesn't say I just know that animals are attacking humans, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, I, too. Uh, Facebook workers uh, get a little ticked rebelling against uh, Zuckerberg. His days, I think, are numbered at Facebook. Really, really strange what's going on at Facebook. Now, Ryan Friedis, head of design for Facebook's news feed, which is what a design that is, huh? Good job, Ryan. Um... he called out his boss in a tweet. Wait. Ryan Friedis, head of design for Facebook's news feed, called out his boss in a tweet. Weird. Mark is wrong, and I will endeavor in the loudest possible way to change his mind. Once again, social media. Been the talk after President Trump posted an identical message to Facebook and Twitter. Uh, last week that appeared to threaten violence against protesters who were looting. Remember, looting, uh, looting starts, the shooting starts. Twitter, of course, hid the tweet, labeling it as glorifying violence. They didn't take it down, though. Facebook did nothing. They left it up and uh, left the post without commentary. Maybe, I don't know, like they should have. Now, Zuckerberg told, uh, he took to Facebook and defended his position in two lengthy posts, which... uh, you know, didn't do him any good. But then then he distanced himself from the president's remarks, but didn't go as far as to say he would take action. He said, I disagree strongly with how the president spoke about this, but I believe people should be able to see this for themselves. Yes, thank you. Then, to try to ease the pain a little bit, He said, you know what, we're going to donate $10 million to various racial justice groups following the killing of George Floyd. Uh, That didn't didn't go over well either. Uh, So employees uh, are still uh, unhappy with uh, with the Zuck. Uh, You know, unlike Jack, at least Zuck has maintained a little bit that his company should not uh, arbitrate political speech. Uh, That would be nice, yes. But then he had the Facebook walkout, including some of the senior figures, you know, like their head of design for the news feed who tweeted something. Um, They, uh, 
they're still wound up. So good luck to Zuck. Good luck, Zuck, on keeping the troops happy because it doesn't look like you are. But I will say this. It's not, I don't want to be on Zuck's side because he wants regulation too. He's just as bad as the rest of them, or if not worse. But he is trying to at least appear to play the game a little bit. Whereas Jack doesn't care. Uh, it's time that the, the gloves come off with these guys. I don't, you know, it's just, let us tweet and post on Facebook and post on Instagram what we want, please. And then we'll decide what's good and what's bad. I don't know how many times we have to argue for it. We don't need you to tell us what we should be angry about. Okay. I know it's blackout Tuesday. And we're supposed to be blacked out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. But we can decide to do that. Not you. We can do a little coronavirus numbers. Uh, We've got uh, 6,429,172 total cases worldwide with 379,613 deaths total worldwide. Here in the United States, uh, slowed down a little bit. We have 1,867,288 total cases. Although we're still climbing toward that 2 million total case mark. And we are 107,468 deaths. And yesterday, China broke the 83,000 total case mark. With Today, they have 83,022 total cases. Uh, with five new cases reported as of this recording. So they're still, they're still tacking it on. Still tacking it on. TSA turnstile checkpoint numbers, uh, 353,261 through the turnstiles at TSA. So, I mean, if that's the the new average last couple of days, the last uh, four out of five days have been over 300,000. So, you know, maybe it's starting to climb back up, but I don't really see it. But, CEO of the parent company of Marriott said personal and business travel is picking back up in key markets. In China, all of Marriott's hotels are open and occupancy is up to 40% from a February low of 7%. In the U.S., Marriott, which is, you know, that's its largest market, uh, starts say, claiming that they're seeing recovery with occupancy back around 20%. I mean, still though, wow. What's their 20%? Uh, 2019's global occupancy rate was 71%. Wow. So they're, they're only at 20% now? Okay. U.S. downloads of the top online travel agency apps, Airbnb, Expedia, Hopper, have returned to pre-pandemic levels. Okay. Then we're back. What are we thinking? (laughs) What are we thinking? We are back. According to other predictions, they're talking about uh, 
They are saying that Marriott said the pandemic had a greater impact on its business than 9-11 and the 2008 financial crisis. Well, duh. And that predictions of a fundamentally change industry are overblown. Uh, I don't think it will look that much different afterwards than it did before. And that's the CEO uh, of the parent parent company uh, Marriott. So there you have it. Will we change at all? Will there be anything different after the pandemic? Probably not. Sure does feel now that there will be though, doesn't it? It, it sure does. But I guess not. I guess not. One thing that will be uh, different is your uh, bills. Uh, this guy, Robert Dennis, spent weeks in the hospital. It says weeks. What does that mean? Three? Three weeks? Four? Uh, two? He's now back at home, working his way through recovery, uh, but he's not done with the virus entirely. So he was in the hospital. He's a high school teacher. He just got his first itemized statement for the cost of his care after his weeks in a hospital. Uh, $840,386.94. Wow. Uh, said it covers his time at Sky Ridge Medical Center. He was in intensive care and intubated for two weeks. His meds just at the hospital are a quarter million dollars. Wow. What is not included is Robert's three weeks at Spalding Rehab Hospital or his wife's trips to the emergency room when she was fighting the virus. The couple estimates their total bills to top one and a half million dollars. That's a little scary. That's a little scary. Now, as of yesterday, according to the uh, Denver 7, uh, the bill from Sky Ridge Medical Center has been settled at a zero balance. So there's plenty of there's plenty of ways, right, that uh, these companies are getting their money. The Colorado Division of Insurance tells uh, the the network, Denver 7, that their department regulates the insurance. The patient will be protected by a state emergency regulation. Also, if the hospital that treated a patient received CARES Act funding, they're not required to send surprise bills for COVID-19 treatment. And uh, so... Not sure if they're supposed to be sending those bills out or not. And remember, it is hurricane season. Uh, preseason is over. We are in. We are in, in the main season, and we have a we have a storm, uh, Cristobal, third storm, uh, but the first one in season is uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, and uh, could be on its way up into the Gulf. And headed for the southern Gulf of Mexico states, which will be great. Uh, you know, right now the cone of death is looking at a Louisiana landfall sometime next week. But uh, you never know. You never know with these things. I was, uh, you know, I'm just letting you know it's out there. Don't blame the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. You know, that's a common phrase. Don't shoot the messenger. But really... You're supposed to shoot the messenger, right? I mean, that's why there is a messenger. 
because if you sent the real guy, you don't, I mean, you don't want the real guy to get shot. You want, as you send the messenger so that if something happens to the messenger, eh, who cares? He's just a messenger. We'll send somebody else. But if you sent the king or the queen or the prince, then you'd be worried. You know, you send the boss, you're worried. You send the messenger, eh. So that's the, I mean, don't kill the messenger is just a, this is a phrase that the messengers thought up to try to save their lives. You're supposed to kill the messenger. That's the, wait, I'm the messenger. No, the thing is, is you don't kill the messenger. That's the, that's the thing. Don't kill the messenger. Whew. Wow. That was a close one. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Well, if you're listening to this you are listening to the podcast and thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast. Don't forget that you uh, should subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher and follow me on uh, social media, uh, at Jeffy JFR, Twitter, uh, Jeff Fisher radio on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, don't worry. I'm not going to post anything on Instagram today. It's blackout Tuesday. Don't want to have any issues with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Gotcha, baby. So, I did get a couple more uh, emails in on Elton John. Uh, one was another hurtful one uh, that said uh, Elton can be supporting himself as a Walmart greeter and living in an apartment, and I still wouldn't give him a dime. Wow, that uh, that hurts. That hurts. Uh, and one. A person has voted and said, of course, I should start a GoFundMe page for Sir Elton. And then decided, because I wouldn't. What are you, a homophobe? So, I don't want to be called out. I do not want to be called out like that. So, I'm still, I'm not going to start one right away. Uh, You know, let's not forget that uh, he had to let go some of his staff in Atlanta and of course the band is not being paid because the tour has stopped so I've postponed oh man and so let's just remember that when all the help has to go away then we'll start thinking about an actual GoFundMe page alright so I did get a trucker update as well Uh, driving through Chicago uh, my main man uh, a test told me that uh, his drive through Chicago last night was uh, was interesting. Most of the exits were blocked off with snow plows. Isn't that interesting? We don't 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 come on, don't come off, don't come off the highways. Um, traffic flowed pretty smoothly. He said uh, a fast <laughs> a fast forty five plus. Oh yeah, you're moving at forty five on a on a highway. You are doing some distance. And they said there were a couple of uh, long-term projects that were even drivable. So that's good. And he said he didn't see any changes from the lockdown low point. Wow. Volume of traffic up, but it flowed well since no one could get off. I'm surprised why it wouldn't flow well if cars are getting off. It's the cars getting on that are slowing down the system i would think unless of course you have you know off ramps backed up i guess i I, you know whatever but they're blocking off i love they're blocking off with snow plows you can't get off here sure come to chicago just 
not here. As long as I'm looking at my email, I did get an email from uh, from a uh, uh, from a, 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 a beta b e i d a at uh, Wang Lang Fen, and uh, what what did you call me? No, it's Wang Lang Fen. Yeah, it said, "Dear customer, hello." I didn't realize I was a customer of Wang Lang Fen, but I guess I am. Hello, this dear customer. Hello. We are a manufacturer of medical protective products from China. Oh, that's great. I don't remember becoming a customer of medical protective products from China, but you never know. You know, sometimes you buy things, you don't know where it's from. We have production qualifications and quality assurance. That's great. Changing a supplier may make you earn more. Our philosophy is to go in batches. Small profits, but quick sales. The lowest price in the whole network. Cooperation. Friends. Cheers. Manager Peng. Jian City, Jianghe Province, China. So... Um... They also are telling me that uh, there may be small deviations in the translation grammar. Please understand. No. I mean, I, okay. All right. I understand. You got me. I understand. But I don't want to. Did you even realize that today is a Super Tuesday? Eight states and Washington, D.C. are holding primaries? Wow. Many of which were rescheduled because of COVID-19. So I'm guessing, this is just a thought from me, I'm guessing Biden and Trump are going to win those. But wow, that's pretty incredible. I mean, with Blackout Tuesday and the uh, protests, riots, looters for George Floyd, nothing about Super Tuesday. So I guess, you know, if you're listening to this live on Tuesday, the 2nd of June, 2020, get out and vote yeah yeah and then I'll leave you with uh, I, was, I was going through uh, Twitter earlier today I see that uh, Evan Brown who is uh, a Fox News reporter Fox Radio News reporter I worked with Evan ages ago in Florida but on his uh, Twitter account he has a pinned tweet that he claims is from his daughter's joke book oh okay Oh, it's not a joke that you had. It's a joke from your daughter's joke book. What is the hardest thing about skydiving? I don't know. What's the hardest thing about skydiving? The ground. Get it? The the ground. <laughs> no. Get it? I mean, it's because it's the... The ground, if you're skydiving and you, you know, that's the hardest thing about skydiving is, is the ground. Just, ah, you get it. (laughs) 